Oliver Braid. I've got a little friend sat opposite me in a stripy t-shirt today. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm Ellie Harrison. She's in a stripy t-shirt. Oh, I'm always in a We haven't got t-shirt. another friend, don't worry. Well, don't worry. I'm in an Ellie and Oliver show t-shirt. You know, I feel a bit embarrassed that our photographs are getting a bit samey, but if someone would just hurry up and buy the remainder, I wouldn't have to keep on wearing them. I'm joking. I only wear the one that I've got. Don't worry. Although, actually, maybe if I've worn them, it might be a bit of a selling point. You could, yeah, wear we will gladly, one. we will gladly wear one. If someone wants to buy one that's been worn, we'll send it on afterwards. Yeah, like da- doesn't David Beckham because he's got OCD has to wear a clean T-shirt every day, oh, like maybe. a new T-shirt, and then he just sells them on. He just, yeah, maybe sells them. Maybe David Beckham them in the bin. doing his bit for the environment. Well, maybe Victoria recycles them into a range. I know that she does a lot of clothing now. Um, well, they're a lovely couple, and I suppose that an element of being a couple, we're going to talk about that today, although obviously we're not an actual couple, but we are a bit like an old married couple. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, sometimes something that old married couples are famous for is having a little bit of a bicker. And so this week, I should introduce it initially by saying I am a bit worried because it's show 13, oh, and so perhaps something that. awful will happen. Fingers crossed it won't, though, because we're going to get it all out on air. I know that when we first started the uh, show, we did talk that this would be a bit like a relationship counselling as well. And I feel like we haven't done enough relationship counselling. So today's show, we're going to talk about compromises. And um, so that's our theme, compromises. And one of the reasons this came up is because actually... I can't remember whether it was my idea initially or whether it was Nellie Harrison's idea that came It was my week to choose, but I chose it because I just thought, well, it is a good theme. And I know that you were very keen to do it. And I thought, well, it's nice to donate a little gift to you in the form of uh, letting, uh, choosing a show that I well, know that you'll enjoy. I donated enjoy. a gift to you in the, theme of, in, the, in the form of a brilliant theme. Well, you did. You did. It's a compromise. It's a share. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know that there has been some chat beforehand about Ellie talking too much but I think that we've really balanced that out now in fact sometimes I worry that I talk too much and so I suppose compromise is something that I'm conscious of the other reason I think that it's really interesting is because this is the first week of 2012 where this week we actually had a proper argument and we haven't had an argument we haven't had an argument for a really really long time actually it feels like we haven't had an argument for like maybe a year yeah really long time and it was unpleasant and it's my fault well i put it down to being hungry though and i put it down to like being hungry and coming home and wanting to cook my dinner and thinking that i was gonna add the flat to myself and the kitchen to myself and then finding out that there was somebody in the kitchen who told me that they were not going to be at home cooking their i was at home it was a perfect storm I describe it as a perfect storm. It was a bit shocking. Um, but I actually slightly... I'm not going to take any blame. But I'm going to take responsibility for my actions because I was one of the m- best things that's happened to me in the last week, apart from knowing you, obviously. No, but one of the best things was that if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gone to see Andrea Geyer's... Uh, presentation at Tramway last week as part of the Eureka Festival Yeah. and although the work itself like it's not really my kind of work I actually sent her an email this morning because I, want, yeah, because I just wanted to say to her 
how um, special, something that she said in the talk afterwards, how it really made me think a lot about how I'm going to continue this year. Because I've been feeling guilty for a while about something that I did last year. And actually, I just felt bad about it. And I wanted to apologize for it all the time. But if you remember in the talk, what she said is that she doesn't believe in guilt because it's yeah. passive. And what she actually believes in is taking responsibility. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just sent her an email to say that I really felt that that resonated with me. And I hope that actually one of the reasons that I came home early the other night was because I felt a bit sad about something that I haven't still resurrected and this moping is part of that guilt and instead of just doing that passive moping you don't mean resurrected do you you mean reconciled oh maybe i forgot what the original sentence was oh well i'm not resurrecting it don't resurrect it reconcile not resurrecting it. it i'm reconciling it but i'm going to take responsibility for it and i'm just going to say look just move on with your life and and because when she was talking about guilt, I was really thinking about the way that I perceive that is guilt is very, very, very um, backward looking. It's looking to the past, which you cannot change, whereas responsibility is kind of reflecting on things that have gone wrong in the past and taking responsibility for them not happening in the future. It's a real forward looking, yeah. positive way of responding to a situation. The way they spoke about guilt did make me feel very, because, you know, they talked about that idea of washing your hands and how actually that's very inward uh, and it's a bit like about just continuous self-pity and a little bit like blackmailing someone because you say, oh, I feel guilty for it. A little bit like, actually, when we had the argument and then afterwards you gave me some money to go for a drink. And I was thinking, I don't think I should have accepted that, but now no. I can't give it back because that would be And I bet you never told the person. No, I did. I did, actually. Okay, good. No, but I shouldn't have done that either. I did feel like a really creepy mum. No, it, but I felt wrong, I felt, wrong to have taken it. Do you know really. what I felt like? I felt like an alcoholic mum who'd come uh, home and had like been really abusive to her child, and then like the only way she could overcome <laughs> the guilt of like behaving in such an uh, awful way was to give you ten quid to go and buy your own booze with. <laughs> but to move, you know, to move from beyond the argument, because originally I thought I was going to talk about it quite a lot, but actually it's not really fair. It's interesting you, know. you say that because it's because it's Monday. It was Monday, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. it's um, what was the date on Monday? Was it the twenty fifth? It might have been the twenty fifth. Because in the day, because you came home one day this week and goes, "Well, I've been thinking about the radio show because I care about it," and I'm like. I have made notes. I always think about the radio show, and I've made notes Not, in my notebook. You don't think about music, do you? Let's be honest. I don't think about the music very much. <laughs> but um, I made notes on Monday. I've got them in my in my notebook. It says compromises. It's underlined, and it says 25th of the 3rd, 12. And then it's got, like, two pages of notes of things that I could talk about today. But it's quite interesting, because a lot of it now that I've written down doesn't seem relevant. Yeah, so much I definitely on Tuesday I I wrote in my mind a very angry introduction. I'd like to, to hear it actually, but I but I think no. What we have to do is because I don't know if you remember also before we went to see the show at Tramway last week, we were also talking about the fact that I don't eat meat in the house. Yeah, as part of the rules of living here, because I also thought we could talk about how I came to live here. Oh, a yeah. bit later on, yeah, because that's interesting in terms of. Com- but I remember saying to some people that we were eating with that i would rather have not eaten meat for three years and to have lived with you and i think that is a a positive compromise because in one of the in routines a show that we did previously you talked about how much i'd learned from you and i guess that is true 
I but I also think, yeah, I know, I know. That's what I thought this morning when I re-listened to it. How but I also thought that you've probably learned some things from me. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the actual, comp- like a compromise, a visualization, if you will, of compromise is how people begin to learn things from each other and then reflect them in their actual actions. actions. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's important to hold on to that and think about that rather than to think about the ways that we have to compromise ourselves yeah in order to live together it's funny because i do just want to refer back to something that i wrote in my notebook on the 25th of the third and this is actually well no i wrote this on the 26th of the third it's it's post argument but i've actually written a quote from an email that you sent me oh okay which basically says and i quote oliver braid so basically, after that conversation we had the other day, you've just decided that what you want to do is ultimately more important than anything else. And that's all you wrote. It's, well, it's symbolic though, isn't it? Because, I mean, the thing is... <laughs> imagine if you got an email like that. But imagine if you had to live with someone. Yeah. That, because they were hungry, <laughs> came out with lines like, fuck off out of my life, twice in the space of... 15 to 20 minutes and it's not the first time that that happens you know often when we have an argument although it's not frequent when we do have an argument there are often threats of me having to be kicked out or me just being told to get out but then I know that after you've done it in the heat of the moment you do feel bad I felt bad like within 20 well within 5 minutes I was opening up my wallet but it's about it's not about feeling bad is it as we've discussed it's not about the guilt no, it's not. But I mean, I it's only, about the responsibility I and only, looking to the future. Yeah, sorry. I only read out that quote. I, I hope you don't um, get angry at me for reading out that quote. But I only re- read it out because I think it's quite insane that I even wrote it into my notebook. But that's kind of how how my perspective on what we would talk about today has you just really shifted over the course of the week. Maybe it's because it's been such lovely weather this week that it's been quite... has been beautiful. Still beautiful today. Yeah, and it's just been quite a sort of light and happy week, really, post-argument. Mm. It's been a bit psychologically dark for me, but I'm moving time. beyond it. Yeah, I think so. I've actually, in the last couple of weeks, been doing something that's so naughty and psychologically fucked up that I haven't even told you, and I'm not going to tell you. We're never going to talk about it. Oh, I so mentioned on the radio, but we'll <laughs> never, ever, ever talk about it. Does I haven't told a single human... Oh, I told one human being, but it's someone that I barely know because I just needed to get it out of there, but I'm not going to talk about it. Oliver. I know. No, but that is... Re- you're really freaking But I out. think the, th- the thing is, with the sunshine... Yeah. You see everyone else having a great time. Mm. And you feel lonely. Yeah, perhaps. But this is what I felt like last year... Whenever the sun, whenever the sun was shining, I would, I was just like, felt more depressed because I was like, it's a lovely day and everybody else has got nice things to do. I've actually got nothing to do but work. Uh, Even if I wanted to go to the countryside or do something like that, what am I going to do? Go. But I would have gone to the countryside. This is the thing, Ellie. We have to celebrate our actual relationship more. We have to remember. Well, we're celebrating. Yeah, right I know now, we're doing it right now. Fifty-two shows. Exactly. Oh yeah, but we have to. And Twenty-six I think hours. That's the thing. Like, it's not about being angry with each other. No. It's just about becoming, or just trying to always keep on guard. 
Yeah. To prevent, but we could talk a little and bit. Make time for um, each other, like we said in the first episode. This is our time. That this is our time that we make for each other, and, and when we go off air, then we spend time together doing the mix cloud and doing the podcast, yeah. and it's like our little joint project. I've got a lovely quote here from Quentin Crisp. Actually, he talks about living with a difficult neighbour. Yeah. And um, he says that perhaps because th- this neighbour, actually, this might ring true with me and you. Quentin Crisp liked to sit up late at night with one light bulb on and the neighbour had a window opposite. He didn't have a blind and he very angrily knocked on the door and said, you need to start turning your light bulb off at 11 o'clock because I can't get to sleep. And so rather than Quentin Crisp asking his neighbour why he didn't invest in a blind, which he thought would be embarrassing, he sort of said perhaps he just simply needs to exert his will and savour the small victory of someone obliging him. And we must, Quentin says... In cases of good manners, we must consider that people's feelings, no matter how eccentric, we must uh, allow them because that eccentricity might be a real essence of their identity. And he says that good manners, which I take to be about compromise sometimes, are a result of knowing one's own strengths and weaknesses and that it's more important to develop a general attitude of graciousness than to swear by some weighty tone of codified behaviour. Wow. It's quite a long little quote. It's that was actually, uh, that was a bit of a bastardization of a series of quotes. I uh, know, I think it's going to be one of those sorts of things that I'll only really understand after I've re-listened to the radio I'll show a couple show of about times. it next week then. I know, but I'll look forward to re-listening to that. But that's the wonder of having it. the Ellie and Oliver show on Mixcloud and Podcast, which anyone can download or listen to again. I know. Because there are philosophical gems. Yeah, hidden within all of this, and it does take quite a, a while to unpick them, as I've discovered myself. But interestingly, we should pro- we should probably move on to one of the first songs. Defos do a song, which is the one that I'm going to play, and it's because a few things I wrote down in my notes, um, just off the top of my head, collaboration equals compromise, liberal democracy equals compromise. Being in a relationship equals compromise. Like anything that takes you out of yourself and requires you to negotiate a situation with another human being is a compromise of sorts. But, um, and I also have a Churchill quote, which you probably know, but just this quote about democracy being the worst form of government except for all the others. Mm. This fact that liberal democracy really is all these people being offered the opportunity to have their say, but... They all obviously want something slightly different. So what you end up with is something that nobody really wants. And the only, you know, the opposite of that is to have a dictatorial regime, Mm. which maybe is a little bit like what happened in this flat to start off with. Oh yeah, we should talk about that after the break once we introduce... Introduce a song that I absolutely hate. So I was thinking (laughs) this morning that what on earth could I play... And I I was thinking about arrogance, and I guess I was thinking about uh, totalitarianism, Um, or or maybe a bit like what I'm like in imposing my worldview onto all of the people who I come into contact with. Sorry about that. So this is, I wanted, I hate Frank Sinatra, and there's no way I could possibly play my way, because it's absolutely one of my most hated songs, and he's such an obnoxious and disgusting big fat American man. Um, But I did find a Sex Pistols cover of my way on YouTube. Cheery Uh, lunchtime listeners. Sid Vicious, like, recorded at some point in the 70s, I think, so... 
let's hear it now. Oh, yes. 
Sorry, we're back. We were just having an eye about who was going to come back in after the song, and we compromised on it being me. And we were also having an eye about whether that was Sid Vicious or Johnny Rotten. And we don't really know. But, um, yes, very arrogant, that song, isn't it, Oliver? Very arrogant, very me, me, me attitude. It is very me, me, me. But sometimes, the thing is, I think if you go into a situation and you're very honest about that attitude from the very beginning... yeah. It's better than going into it and pretending that it's not going to be like that, is it? Because I remember when I first moved in here, you did say to me beforehand, I'm even worse than anyone you've ever lived with, that I will be a proper Nazi about things. Did I actually yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because actually, I suppose the way that I came to live here was really through compromising you in a way. I sort of moved in like a little... Uh, well, it was that idea, with a word that I thought, I don't think we can make it into a radio show theme. But this idea of being cajoled, I actually really like that word. You were cajoled, it's a beautiful word. But I also think maybe the word cajoled um, relates to the idea of feeling compromised, mm. which I think is different from the definition of compromise. And according to Yahoo Answers... Good, and uh, we love reputable resources <laughs> on the Ellie and Oliver show. <laughs> Yahoo Answers is really out there. I love. I actually really like Yahoo Answers. But whenever a lot. you Google anything, it just comes up, doesn't it? But this is very democratic. It's very democratic. Therefore, it's all a load of nonsense. Um, so Yahoo, Yahoo Answers says that to feel compromise means to feel under pressure to make a decision one way or the other, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. But also like. In terms of being cajoled, what I felt was that I was very clear in my mind that I didn't want to live with you. I knew that it would be like, because you ate meat and because you didn't really give a shit about recycling and like all of these things that are really important to the way that I run my life and my ethical outlook. I just thought, there's no way I can live with Oliver. And I was very certain about that. But then you'd come round and then you'd like be really friendly and like nice and be my friends and then persuade me and then i think oh actually it wouldn't be that bad and then you'd walk out the door and i'd be like no and didn't i i mean it, it was, so must have been up and down so many times like i'd leave and you'd say okay yeah you can move in. and then i'd get home and there'd be a text there'd be a phone call or a text <laughs> saying oh my god we can't do this i think it, well I, I i'm pretty sure it happened three times but i was wondering actually i think maybe from the first day that I came to visit this flat. Yeah. I remember seeing that room, that spare yeah. room, and I know you were looking at someone else who actually I think would have been worse to have lived with than I was. I can't imagine what that would have been like. Um, but I remember thinking, oh, yeah. I could live here. I could live here. And you had a little plan, didn't you? You had a little <laughs> agenda. I mean, you're such but a But aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you're I so compromised you? Because, you know, we are moving into our third year of living together, so actually it can't have been that much of a disaster. Well, we're not moving into our third year until oh it'll be october yeah in october we'll be in our third year yeah our third year anniversary so i mean yeah yeah sorry yeah Yeah, three years so you know doesn't necessarily that you always know what's best no i mean there's been a lot of positive things but you never had you never said like i mean i retell this story a lot because 
people want to know why I'm such an asshole to you and how I can get away with it. So I quite often have to retell this story to justify it. Because you you were conniving. You obviously like, that's a nice room. Eddie will do me a good deal on the room. But we were good friends Let's beforehand as yeah, well. We were good. We did get on beforehand. So, it, and, and, but the idea, when I suggested to you that you wouldn't be able to have any meat in the flat, like, you were, you were like, I can't do that. And then you went away. And I think, then what happened? I just thought, well, it's just a small compromise, isn't it? But it's like going back to what I said earlier on, that I would have rather lived with you for three years and not been able to roast pork. And I love roasting pork. But um, I think the the pros have outweighed the cons, even if there has been emotionally taxing times. But that's about living with people. And, um, well, the Ellie and Oliver show wouldn't exist for starters, I know, would oh it? my God. People around the nation are fainting in shock. Yes, um, so the thing is, we're actually, this is a really short section because we're going to have to go back into our second song quite soon because I've chosen a bit of a long one. Oh my God, oh my it God. better be something new and unique and you say it to and somebody's doing it for themselves. I, I tell you, I've chosen it because uh, it's a person that I've played before oh and... God. I think you said to me one time that I can't play this person again because I've already played them once. And so I just thought, well, as a compromise... Compromise. I'm just going to play them again. <laughs> is that a compromise no, or is that I, just doing it your way? Well, I think that's I'm just doing, doing it for it myself. We're both doing it for ourselves. But also to celebrate that she's coming to UK for one live date in April and the tickets are already sold out. So I can't go and see it now in London. Um... And also, this is a song about how... It's actually a, really more about family, but the Ellie and Oliver show is a miniature family with yeah. all the kind of psychological dramas that are built well, into that. Well, it's like family therapy, isn't um, it? It is like family therapy. And this is... I guess... I think that this is a song really about how all of those things shape you, which I guess goes back to what I was talking about, how compromising just directs your life in a certain way. But rather than looking upon this negatively, I think that this song kind of celebrates it. And also, it's got a super summer vibe, which I think we should definitely be pushing if it's actually going to be the last day of sun in Glasgow for a while. Is this the last day of summer? I've heard it's going to start snowing tomorrow. March. Snowy Easter, yeah. Wow. But, so, yeah, this is The Makings of You, which is um, a Curtis Mayfield song originally, but it's covered by our old friend Lauren Hill. Oh. Uh, and I just hope everyone really enjoys this, and I hope they're looking out of a window see the sun and I hope they're thinking about someone that they're close to and that really they love no matter how many arguments they have so I guess I'd like to dedicate this song to Ellie Harrison that's so sweet do you think I'll enjoy it I hope so thanks for listening bye bye Does 
I promise. I'll put my foot down next time. <laughs>